You are listening to A Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. A Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. What's up, guys? This is Coffee and Colin, where we just chat over coffee. I'm one of your co-hosts, Isaac. I am Noah Yero, and thank you so much. Sit back, enjoy, and come along for the ride. We're gone! (laughs) (laughs) We are back. Another episode. It is officially December, which means Christmas is around the corner. So we hope you you guys had a good Thanksgiving break, that you guys Mm -hmm. had a good time with the fam, eating food. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you didn't celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving mm. by playing Christmas music. Wow, we're, we're 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 getting hot. That's a hot Herodious topic act. Here. But Isaac, it, it's it's uh, we're back. It's you yeah, and I. I do. No one, no one, Isaac. I know you guys missed us. We're by far your favorite hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I like to build, build ourselves up. But Isaac, who who in the world dude. do we have today, dude? Just we a dude. got the dude illustrious, mm. as I like to say. The Alchemist. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I probably, you probably heard that before, oh, but yeah, that yeah. came to my mind. That, we got Jack Alchemist. Welcome, Jack. Is, is your Xbox handle the Alchemist? No, but it was a nickname I had in high school, which will actually come up in this discussion today. Hey. Oh, that was pretty prophetic. Well, well, Jack, you know, I have that gift. You, oh, wow. You, you do. Uh, do you want to talk about the gift of the spirit? <laughs> <laughs> That's don't get me started. Podcast, right? Don't. Whoa. 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 Hey, don't he's wearing silk today, so he's oh, <laughs> he's pulling out the whole Paul vibe I'm here. I'm feeling myself yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I look good. That's yeah. exactly what he's thinking. No, but Jack, thank you so much for for joining us. Thanks it is always an honor um, just to talk about talk to people about their calling. And so, before we dive into that, will you just give a little intro to yourself, a quick get to know me before we dive into the meat? Yeah, mm. absolutely. My name is Jack Elkema. I am a student here at Indiana Wesleyan. I'm part of the current program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first year master's. I graduated my undergrad with a uh, just, oh, what is it? Christian, Christian? ministry. Yeah. The basic one. I did. Yeah. yeah, so basic I forget it half the time. But <laughs> yeah, and now I'm in my master's for applicational theology, hoping yes. to head back to Michigan where I'm from. Dude, I like that. So applicational good. theology. I like that. Oh, uh, is it practical theology? Yeah, it's yeah practical. but I like the change though. Oh, you know what? It sounds better. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the same. Yeah, yeah. I think thing. people get lost in practicality, mm. but yet when it comes to application, they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. Huh, it's almost like it takes it the next step. Mm. Not just talking about practical, but apply this. We mm. Wow, that there. was, dude, this podcast has just been prophetic already. <laughs> Maybe we speak that into existence. Oh, man. Ah. Uh, Dr. Bernius, if you're listening, mm. we're doing it. <laughs> no, but so you gave a little intro. We're yep. here to talk about your calling. Yep. Mm. I obviously came here for Christian ministry. So there is something that God did that got a hold of your heart and saying, hey, we got to go this way. I've called you to this. Um, you just dive into that no matter how long or how short. Just give us the details that you want to yeah. share. No. So I'll start with the alchemist. Yes. Oh, yes. Track track alchemist. Chapter you know, one. Chapter alchemist. one. It took place junior year of high school. Mm. Where I took, uh, well, first of all, I was in this uh, program called Science Olympiad, where, uh, you know, we do a bunch of just test taking. It's competitive test taking for nerds, you know, to make us feel jockey or sportish. But (laughs) it was a fun time. We did well. Uh, I was in the chemistry events. And I that year I was taking the AP chemistry uh, class that my school offered. And it'll be a little bit, you know, humble brag. I aced that exam. I bet you did. Come on. 
And praise God, praise God, praise be. <laughs> and I was pretty convinced at that point that I was going to end up being a chemist. Yeah. Oh. You know, like I was going to go to the assembly lines and just spend the rest of my days making mucho Bombs. dineros. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that's, oh. <laughs> that's every like minister's like, yeah, I wanted to make money. And then yeah. God said, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, you know what? Do I really want to do this, though? Because I love the chemistry class. I love the science Olympiad, just like getting out there, putting what I know on a test and like actually just running experiments, whether it was just seeing how long ice cubes take to melt under a chemical reaction or yeah. actually like bombish experiments, you know, but <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Put like a trigger warning. In this. <laughs> and everything was done under very strict supervision for just, I was worried. Yeah, yeah no worries. And, you know, the one thing that really deterred me from that path, though, was the idea of monotony, of being able to, like, you know, you're going to go at a nine o'clock job, check in, yeah, mix the same chemicals, check out at five. You make money. Every day. But it's the same thing. Mm. And, like, even in the class of AP chemistry, you know, doing experiments was a blast. You know, it was so much fun. Carried my groups. You know, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> he's, then, not, he's not kidding, guys. But then I had to take all the things I did. And then write them into a lab notebook. Oh, dude. And it just step by step. Like, I mean, like, when I say I kicked the ball, I had to write, I stopped with my left leg. I put my right leg back. <laughs> I leaned over the ball. And then I pushed off, you know, like, every yeah. single monotonous step. And it mm. was excruciating. Yeah. So I was like, you know, this sounds fun, making money. But at the same time, I don't want to be miserable. So uh, luckily, as I was, these feelings were just starting to, like, dwell up a little bit. We had a job fair at my high school. And I... It was a public school, but for some reason, my youth pastor was invited to, huh? yeah, I've never, he never did it before. It was just this year, I'm pretty sure. But he just showed up, like, beginning of my senior year and was just like, I mean, obviously all my friends and uh, my youth group people were just like, let's just go hang out yeah. in this class. I mean, we don't want to do any of this. It's, exactly. I had but... a plumber, I had him, and then I had an engineer that day. And it was just like, <laughs> let's go hang out for a little bit. And surprisingly, I felt very intrigued by the things he was telling me about his job. Yeah. He's like, every single week is not the same as the last, or and it will not be the same as the next. That's the way he started off. I was like, okay, keep talking. And then he started <laughs> just talking and talking. I'm like, oh, well, so you just, you do planning, you do preparation, you do execution, like you do all these different things of just like, mm. just different things each week, you know, uh, Working at the church, like one week you may just be in your office working on a sermon. The next week, you know, you could be visiting, uh, you know, some people in the hospital. And the yeah. next week you'd be visiting sports games for like one of your students, you know, like all these different it's things. Very different. Wow. Yeah. And I was like really intrigued initially. And I was like, you know, that actually sounds kind of fun. So I was like, okay, I'll be a minister. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, that sounds fun. So for about a semester or we had trimesters, but for a couple uh, trimesters, I was like, you know, that sounds nice. I guess I'll be a minister, you know, whatever it takes. I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll talk to my pastor eventually. Yeah. And however, well, uh, during my last semester or last trimester of high school, I really just had this feeling of like, am I doing this for me or am I even doing this for God? Wow. You know, it's like, this isn't just a thing where I go make money anymore. This is like an actual like, you know, there's something bigger than me at work. Yeah. You know, I'm not just working in the assembly line. I'm working in this organic being of the church. And like, I don't want to get into this and realize, oh, I wanted to be here, but God doesn't really want me to be here. Mm. Cause then I could just be a volunteer, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go make sure. that money. I'll provide for my family, but then I can just still work in a church in that volunteer setting. Yeah. So I was just wrestling with these feelings for a while. And then, uh, my, I brought it up to my pastor and he was like, you know, 
when you are feeling these conflicted feelings, the best thing to do is just to turn to God. And I was like, well, how do I do that? And he was like, well, you can do it in a plethora of ways. You know, it's like, I'm assuming you've been praying. I'm like, I've been praying. I've been in the word, yeah. you know, I've been doing these things. And he's like, well, have you tried fasting? Ooh. Ooh. And I was like, oh. The one no one talks about. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, fasting, you know, like I didn't know like too much. I'm like, you just want me to go without eating? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like fasting is putting away these earthly distractions, you know, obviously putting away like this earthly mindset and just looking into like this new realm almost, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a very spiritual and romantic way to put fasting. But like, that's yeah. how he described it to me. And I was like, okay. And then I did uh, some research on my own after that. I was like, okay, what fasting do I want to do? I, this isn't like a day decision, you know, so I'm not just going to no. go without like food for a day. So I did uh, what's called the Daniel fast, which is you eat no processed food and uh, basically only vegetables and fruit. Yeah. And I did wow. that for 21 days. Damn. And on top of that, I coupled that with a journaling exercise where I journaled every single night uh, about my experience and on what I noticed and stuff like that. Mm. So my very last month of high school, where it was like two weeks, uh, I was the actually I had one week of the Daniel fast while I was in high school. And then I had, or high school was weird. And then I had a week off of school and before my graduation, because I was done. And I had a week of that. And then I graduated. And then I had my last week of the mm. Daniel fast. And boy, did that work. Dang. Wow. Like literally, I was dumb. I was astounded by like what was going on during that Daniel fast. So it started off with pain, you know, like there were eventually days I didn't even eat for the day because I just trained my body just to not eat that much. Like I I had this twin bean soup, you know, of just chili. Like that was all I ate like that and like whole wheat bread. But eventually like halfway through my journaling and stuff like that, um, I just, I just felt like God saying like, come to me, come to me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I was just like, I just, I said, I just, I just went into like this meditative state for like a while. And I was just in this and I was like, you know what, God, I came here now, Lord, reach out to me. Uh, I was just like envisioning the Gideon story where he was just petitioning God. And I was like, you know, God, this may be presumptuous, but like, just guide my hand. Like literally like, you're not, I don't see in my mind what you're trying to tell me. Just like guide me step by step. So I just, I waited, like I pictured this void in my head and I was just like in this meditative state. And then I saw this stroke down. So I put my pen on the page, struck down. And then I saw he did like a cup. So then um, without looking, opening my eyes, I did a cup and I opened it. Perfect pee. Like <laughs> literally like I could not have done a better pee myself. Because you have bad handwriting. I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. Good. Well, I was pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eyes closed and I still hit like it started on the line and ended at the top. You know, it was weird. And yeah. I was like, okay. Back we go. And then I, I <laughs> jumped back, back into the state. <laughs> back into my trance. Level two. <laughs> Level two. <laughs> oh, man. And then I, I it was this, it was horizontal this time. So I do a horizontal line. And then same thing. It was just like this part. I was like, what the heck? God, what are you showing me with this one? And it was just like this weird, like, I'm like, okay, it's a hook. I don't know what this is going for, but I do a hook. Again, I'm perfectly on the line and it's beautiful. And it was a J. And I broke. I immediately wept into tears because a joke my friends had with me was that I was going to be called DJ. No. Pastor Jack. It was no. a running joke. Yeah, because Bro. I said I wanted to be a pastor. And I was. they were like, oh, PJ, that'd be great. You know, PB, yeah, PBJ. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God, PJ. No. Dude. Wow. I was dumbfounded. I was like, this, is, this cannot be real. Like. I've never really, like, I've been in the church my whole life. You know, I, I even grew up reformed where I had the catechism. You know, I learned all these different things. Like, I knew most Bible stories, like, by the time I was 12, you know. And 
I never had an experience like this where I was wow. just like so much like pure clarity in this just moment. Encountering the Lord. Yeah. Wow. But then even then I still pulled out, you know, I mentioned Gideon earlier, but like I had this Gideon moment where I'm like, okay, God, but like calm down. I mean, it's just PJ, right? Yeah. It could mean like yeah. pajama pants or you something, know, you know. I'm just hungry. You know, maybe yeah. I was thinking the P B and J, you know, like, ah oh, man, yeah. I don't know. But so I just I was like, okay. I'm going to take that and I'm going to harbor that in my heart. You know, I'm just going to yeah. hold on to that. And like, I'm not going to forget it, but I'm not going to like base everything on that. Mm-hmm. During that third week of um, my fast where I was still holding on, uh, barely, I lost 12 pounds over that fast, by the way. That was crazy. You want to lose weight quick, starve yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Ooh. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, disclaimer. Call, disclaimer. Not, Don't do no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Side note on that, I guess. But I also was... Uh, taking some membership classes for the Wesleyan church in my area. And so I could get the scholarships, come to Iowa. Of you know course, how it is. Of That's, course. Yep. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, they had this thing where I would go up on stage and profess my membership. And since I was an oddball, cause I mean, typically older people are the ones who generally, generally will like take the membership classes. Yeah. But they have this 18 year old coming in and being like, I want to join the Wesleyan church and like just by himself, no family or friends yeah. or anything. So it's just like, he was just here and they're like, well, I know you're thinking about ministry and stuff like that. Would you mind like giving your testimony on stage and like as part of this membership? We think it would be really encouraging for people to see like a young person like yeah. yourself coming yeah. in. I was like, okay. So I wrote out my testimony and I went up that Sunday morning uh, and I shared it and I was like, okay, you know, I'm pretty well, nothing crazy about it. And then uh, I'm just chilling in the atrium, you know, hanging out with people. And this lady I've never seen before comes up to me and grabs my arm and she's like, listen, I will sometimes get this feeling that I know is from the Holy Spirit. And I have not felt this feeling in over six years. But when you were up there speaking, giving your testimony, it said to me that I needed to tell you that you were going to be a minister. Wow. And I was like, and then and she, and she was like, and then you said you were thinking about going to ministries and you're going to IWU. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm good. But I still felt like I had to tell you. And I was like, you have, you have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. Wow. You could have just kept that to yourself and you would have been fine. And you would have been questioning things. I still, still would have been questioning it. But because she came down, even though I Dude. already said I was thinking about it and confirmed it, I was like, that was the Holy Spirit at work right there. Come like, on. Because I even said like afterwards, I'm like, God, you you told you and me, we had this moment. You wrote out PJ for me. You know, like I feel good that you and I have this like truth. I just want someone uh, outside, you know, tangibly too, to like someone mm. in the body of Christ to confirm it too. Yeah. And then she did that. And I was Dude. like. Mm-mm. Done. Yeah, Done. Dude, that's so funny because a lot of times in <clears throat> callings as well, um, the a consistent theme, and we talk about it in intro to ministry here, is mm-hmm. that many times when you're called, there'll be outside affirmation as well. Oh, yeah. Other people will affirm what they see in you. And sometimes it's them who tell you before you even know it, right? Absolutely. That's how mine is. But you can see it in yours, and we've seen it so many. Like, if <laughs> that's my plea for people as well, if you're listening. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you sense someone is called to it, you need to say something Absolutely. You know, because the worst that could happen is nah. And that's it. Like you move yeah. past the conversation, you know, but if she didn't do that, I would be questioning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's moments where you have an urge or an inkling to do something and, and to respond in obedience. And we often as Christians over spiritualize it or overthink it. No, like if you have a feeling or prompting, just do it. Mm-hmm. And, and the scriptures say the spirit will speak on your behalf. They'll mm-hmm. give you the words to say, and even if you obliterate yeah. it, the spirit can still translate that into something useful for that person, yeah. you know? And so that affirmation alone is just beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's a guy kind of like wrapped this calling in, in, a, in a gift with a bow on top and said, hey, I've given you too many signs for you not to go to ministry <laughs> no, for now. Real. But like ha- as you've gone into college, as mm-hmm. you've studied and, and, and learned theology and the Bible 
and just practical ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Are there like more affirmations that have come or like, or in what way has your calling kind of began to take shape or form yeah. or, or yeah. understand See, it more? change even. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's the ironic thing is that I feel like route one thing that I would like hold on to throughout college was like the fact that it was gift draft, you know, like or gift, gift, wrapped sorry and it was just handed to me in that way where i was just like i can't question this if i wanted to yeah like thing about me is i love like questioning like doubt is like a big part of my personality where i will play devil's advocate i'll question what people say you know i'll, I'll keep doing my own research even after the conversation yeah. ends you know that that's the type of person i am but with this i was just like i can't because yeah. there's no reason to even mm. if i was that would just be like dishonorable at that point because of the way that i went about it you know i took steps that i felt God would talk to me and then he did. And for mm-hmm. me to like doubt that or of any way would be like it'd be just disobedience. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's like there wouldn't even be like more that I need to know because I took all the steps I needed to know over those three weeks. <laughs> that reminds me, that's so funny. I thought of the thing, you know, from Pursuit of Happiness, when he's like, There's a guy on uh on the house when it's flooding, and he's like, Lord save me, and all these things. Oh, yeah. And he sends him three boats and he and he's like, every time he says, No, God's gonna save me, right? And then he gets to heaven and he's like, why did you save me? He's like, I sent you big, like three boats, you big dummy or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Is this whole, that has to do with like saving, right? Yeah. But with this calling, it's like, I've sent you mm-hmm. three direct messages, two direct messages, and you just didn't accept them. Yeah. You know, that's what it would be like. It, that's that's a picture that popped into my head. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. And uh, as you were talking about your story, I, I immediately connected it back to you and, and you and you hated the meticulous nature of mm. taking notes. Yeah. Right? You hated the, I'm going to lean over and kick yeah, the ball. Yeah, wow. But yet, for the three weeks that you did the fast, you journaled every single night. So you yeah. were taking meticulous notes. Yeah. And then, to, it's even funnier that God spoke to you through writing. Mm-hmm. You know? because No, for real. I mean, I've seen your handwriting, bro. <laughs> I don't even know if I can read it, you, you know? call me out right here on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Dang. Dang. But like, funny. I think it's so beautiful how God can like take mm, the things that yeah. we hate the most and use them for his, like, his glory, yeah, what, what he teaches yeah. in, in the way his glory. And so, I know we kind of asked this already once, but like, how have you seen that that calling grow? Oh yeah, as you've as you've gone throughout college. Yeah, so my book works uh, in just the different ways. Like I think IBS was the biggest thing that really was just like you know this is something for you because you know I'm a very practical guy. Like again, I was going into chemistry for heaven's sakes. Yeah. You know, like there's not much romanticizing. You want to prove things. You yeah, wanna, yeah. Yeah, so, like, when it came to, like, IBS, where I was, like, you know what, maybe, I mean, before that, too, I mean, you take IBS a little bit later in college, so mm-hmm. you, you get your initial jet eds, you know, your big college wowing classes, <laughs> and I was just, like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm here, I'm not doubting God, but it's just, like, I don't really see where I fit into this picture, mm-hmm. and then through IBS, it was just, like, hey, you like book work? You like meticulousness? Like, we're going to go in, and we're just going to discover wow. new things, because one Dude. of the things I value most is, like, knowledge. Like, I just want to learn new things, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to, like, I want to hone my craft of the things I know, but also take in and absorb new knowledge. Yeah. And for IBS, it was like, you know, the Bible that you've had your whole life, there's context behind it, you know? And it's not <laughs> just that, but there's, like, a whole story tying the entire mm-hmm. thing together where it's not, like, just standalone little bedtime yeah. stories. And I was just like, wow. Dang, just blew your mind. Yeah. That's incredible. How, um, one of the questions I had, because I think a lot, I would be asking this while listening, mm-hmm. and others would, how did you, while you got that second affirmation, I think that helps with the first one, right? Yeah. With the writings. What was it like wrestling with that though of, oh, this could just be, could this just be my mind? You know, some people be like, oh, that's your mind. You PJ, that could have came yeah, from your friends thinking yeah. about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would you say to people that would like question such a thing? 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because that's what I think a lot of people struggle with is the fact that the Spirit will meet us in miraculous ways such as that. But sometimes it's in ways that people will just dismiss as some way we can write it off. Yeah. And so for you, how did you um, kind of reason with that? Being yeah. a doubter that you are. Oh, yeah. You know? I think part of the thing that helped me going into that uh, was the mindset I had going into it in the first place of being like, mm. I, this is my fast. This is my time where I am looking for answers. Yeah, you you're know, a desperate search for, yeah. wow. Like, I, like take the second example where the lady just said, you're going into ministry. You know, under normal circumstances, I'd be like, oh, haha. You know, my grandma says that sometimes, yeah. you know, like, oh, you'd be such a good preacher or something yeah. like that, where it's like, you know, sometimes I would doubt, like, push that off because I'm just like, oh, this is my grandma mm-hmm. hyping me up. Or, you know, oh, she's just encouraging me because she's never seen me at this church before for the, like, example of my second part of the confirmation, I guess. Yeah. But just the fact that I had this fasting mindset of, like, you know, I'm going to push away those, like, initial doubts, those um, earthly concerns, and I'm just going to, like, literally just look and, like, wow. have that mindset. And then... If I wasn't, and for people who were asking about that, like saying, oh, well, I wasn't in a mindset of like that during that time, well, then get in a mindset like that, you mm. know? I don't have to have experienced that stuff during the fast. I could fast afterwards, for example, and it doesn't have to be fasting, but I could fast afterwards and reflect on that, mm. you know, and still have those encounters with God wow. and just say like, God, what what was this? Yeah. Or like, God, show me in my past where I was like, where you were reaching out to me at this time? Like, Dang. Wh- what were these little, like, situations that I brushed off, but you were trying you to were, yelling at me? Yeah, wow. Ooh, dang. Like, that's I don't so think, good. Yeah, I don't think that's bad at all, you no. know? It's like, it's never too late. No. So. Mm. Of course not. Huh. Have you, uh, just for, like, curiosity's sake, have you done fasting after that since? Oh, yeah. So, for freshman year, fasting was a big part. Yeah. And I will confess, um, I, you know, obviously having that encounter with fasting for, like, the first time, I was like, you know, every Monday I'm going to fast. Mm. And I just had that one day a week. And with school life and stuff like that, it ended up becoming more of a uh, legalistic kind of routine Ah, and it ended up becoming an encounter. For the first month it was, but then after that it was like, okay, go to classes all Monday morning, didn't eat breakfast, didn't eat lunch. I come back, I'm drained, you know? So I ended up napping from like three o'clock to like seven. It can be tough. Yeah. Hmm. So it was like, I'm not really using this time, you know? Maybe like if I really wanted to, you know, Sundays would have been a better day and stuff like Hmm. that. But I was just like, I didn't plan it out well and I didn't. I didn't go into it every single time with the intention. You know, it was like, got to wake up at seven, got to get to my class on Monday. And that was my focus for the day. And I, and again, that was just my immaturity with fasting and spiritual practices at the time. And, but yeah, Hmm. just, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing though. Like for people that are listening have like curiosity with fasting, Mm -hmm. we may not be experts on it, but we have learned something. And I've learned from one of my mentors who, who does it often. He was just saying, the Jewish people knew what they were doing. This was like yeah. in their society, in their culture, in their people. So when they say fasting, all of them knew how to start one mm-hmm. and how to break one. Like yeah. in a healthy manner. Yeah. And when to do it best for it to like, for its purpose, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so the same thing was me learning with Sabbath. I always had this mindset. I was like, okay, when I wake up to when I go to bed, that's when I'm going to do it. My mentor was like, no. They often started their fast or their Sabbath when they were going to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, they're smart. Yeah, (laughs) They started with sleep. And so if you're looking for like a day, don't, don't maybe, don't do when you wake up to when you go to bed, Mm. do like, oh, dinner to dinner. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. You know? I do a five to five. Yeah. Or a three to three. Like Mm -hmm. I find what works best in my rhythm. And that's the thing I want to encourage those that are listening. Experiment with it. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we get so afraid of failing that we will actually never succeed. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's a that's a quote my dad always said. Like if you're afraid to fail, you'll never succeed. 
just have fun experience. Like these disciplines are supposed to be enjoyable because we get to meet with God. It's not a Mm -hmm. task to check off. Mm. It's the way we encounter the Lord. And, and Jack, you've had so much wisdom already. And I just want to like suck more of that out of you. (laughs) But like, what, what do you like see yourself doing in ministry? Like everyone's always like, well, I want to be a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. I want to be a head pastor. And I think it always comes based off your experience. But like, you wanted to be a chemist. Yeah. And then your youth pastor randomly showed up and then you just started just really wrestling with things. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden you had this encounter with the Lord, but it it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, youth pastor Jack or yeah. discipleship pastor Jack. Like, no, it just said pastor Jack. Yeah. Right. So what, what would you say? Like maybe a dream job or just where you feel led to, to be, to do ministry? Yeah. It hurts me in interviews all the time because I'm not specific enough with what I would love <laughs> to be in a church, but I have this mentality where one of my mentors growing up, uh, working in the church, I've volunteered at the church like all my life. And uh, one of the things that she taught me was the fact that that the church needs Swiss army knives. Mm. They need multifaceted pastors yeah, they do. who can jump from what we've confined, you know, areas of ministry to be where they could be, you know, leading a fifth grade group of guys. And then at the same time, like the next day, go work with like some 70 year olds in a nursing home. Yeah. And at the same time, then go work with like some people who are struggling like through a divorce, you know, and just being able to work in these different multifaceted areas so that like needs of the church are always met. Wow. Jack of all trades. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's super good. I remember the other day we were talking about um, one of the guys that we work with, Tyler, our boss. And I was just like, dude, if I started a church, I would want someone like you because you can do literally everything yeah. mm-hmm. and if he doesn't he figures it out yeah which is exactly what you do Jack. exactly because <laughs> you're like I'll just, I'll just learn and all of a sudden yeah. you, you got nine youtube videos and you're asking people mm-hmm. you're interviewing people mm-hmm. and then you'll figure it out yeah and that persistence mm. and also just like questioning is so encouraging yeah. Yeah. yeah that goes into um a question that i wanted to ask when you talked about when you first came here for ministry before you got to like ibs and really figuring yeah, yeah. out like oh yeah this is for you like god's like yeah i've developed i've created you in a way that is for my ministry, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to look like others. You're, mm-hmm. You can play a different part in the body. How, if, was there ever a time, as you alluded to, where you were like, man, my personality, what I'm gifted in, what I, how I think, how I do things, just doesn't fit in ministry? Just because I, if, that's not tr- if that's not true, then that's okay. But following that is like, how have you found your role? Mm-hmm. That you're gifted in. Because what you're saying is not what I'm gifted in. Mm-hmm. And that's Same. the beautiful part. You know, that's yeah. why I would want to work with someone like you in a church. Because you do everything that I'm not good at, really good at. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. But that, that was a long-winded question. <laughs> but take that, take from that what you wish. Yeah. So I, I always related to, you know, when you have those sermons from the pastor who's a little too scholarly. And he kind of just rambles the entire time. Yeah. And then you're like you know, that was good. He did the work. <laughs> I don't see how that helps me, yeah. you know? And it's just like, I always related to them on that point of just being like, sometimes I can just become like, you know, rabbit trailing down a book, like a book hole or whatever, you know, just being like, you know, like, or, you know, this book is so good, you know, and then this thing about this and like this idea and this theory or whatever. Cause again, chemist background, but yeah. then it comes down to, uh, I worked in a lot of ministries. Like I said, I volunteered in kids ministry for a while. I volunteered at my high school youth group for a long time in all these different areas. Um, and I just got to see like this connecting thread throughout them all. You know, when we, when we box them off at times, they kind of just see them as cataloged of like, oh, you have to be good with kids to be in kids ministry. And it's just like, oh, you have to be like 
uh, you know, relatable, funny, quirky to be in a high school ministry or student ministry or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, uh, and then you got to be like really mature to work with adults and stuff like that. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah. And it's, I got to see that. I mean, half the time I was working with kids ministry. Yeah. I was hanging out with a small group of like fifth grade guys or whatever. But the other time I was like, I was preaching to like mm. every single group of like, once I was preaching the first to second graders, then, you know, third to fourth graders and then fifth, whatever. And I don't know. I, I would just approach it with like the ministry that, or I would approach each ministry with the idea that it is just the work of God, mm. you know? And it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I always felt unqualified because I'm like, I'm going to be too scholarly. I'm going to say things that either go yeah. over people's heads or not going to find interesting or stuff like that. But at the same time, you just got to go out there and do what you do mm-hmm. because whether you miss a, like eventually, you know, like sometimes people may not like vibe with your personality off the bat, but eventually you'll find an area of the ministry where you can serve and you can prove to be, you know, mm-hmm. fruitful for the kingdom of God. And yeah. regardless of whether you think it or not, like, again, look for people around you to affirm you and to guide you to the position where you would work, you know? Because sometimes you may not be good at, like, you may not be gifted to go out and, like, spread the word of God, but, man, can you disciple and, like, train yeah. the people within the church? And sometimes it's like, oh, you may not be able to, like, hold conversations that well, like, in a group, or you may not be good at public speaking, but, man, can you go out in the community and have those one-on-ones, just randomly talk to people in the store, you know? Dude, that's facts. And it's just like... You just got to keep trying, you know, you just got to keep looking. You got to listen to the spirit. You got to listen to people around you. And yeah, Yeah, that's so good Mm. because I'm always just reminded of like when we look at Paul, Mm -hmm. right? He's the big figure in the church, right? Helping it start and all these things. And everybody looks to him. And I love when he said, I am not eloquent of speech. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I don't speak in this eloquent way, but I rely on the power of God for that. You know, they don't take from my eloquent wisdom and they take from, from God. And so it's the, the whole idea in the body of like, so many people I know, they're like, I can't be a preacher, so I can't be a pastor. It's like, that's not, that's like the like 5% yeah. of like yeah. a pastor's job, right? Oh, even if they speak. At the most. You yeah. know you know what I'm saying? Yeah, even, I'm the, even the speaking pastors, that's a small percentage yeah. of their job. And so, yeah, I love I love you what you were saying. And just like, you need to find how God has created you. If, he, if he's created you to be a hand in the body, be a freaking hand, you yeah. know? Yeah. Be a foot, be whatever, because all parts are yeah. are important. And that's so yeah. cool because, like, you finding that is so dope. Because then if I find my part, now we can work in, yeah. in unity. Yeah. And and you love IBS. And for those that don't know, yeah. IBS stands for Inductive Bible Study. Irritable Bowel Syndrome. <laughs> that too. But it's just taking a much deeper look in Scripture. Yeah. But some people are gifted at doing that. Some people are gifted at parts of Inductive yeah. Bible Study. Word and some pe- Yeah. And some people just look at it and go, how am I going to do this? And we need all of those people. Absolutely. Because sometimes those that are super intellectual and that are just picking apart scripture need to explain it to those that don't have the time or yeah. the understanding to do so. Yeah. And putting it in a way that they understand. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Trying to explain complex <laughs> things in the scripture yeah. to a fifth grader. Oh, yeah. Then I think you truly understand what you're talking True. about. So with kind of all that in mind, IBS, all, all of your different gifts, all of your different uh, passions and, and your personality, like, if if you what what have you learned in this entire process that you would just want to pass along to somebody? Yeah. If I had to say anything from just to sum up what I've said today and what I've learned throughout my life, it would be just to trust God. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not simple just, simple. just trust God, yeah. but like in everything you do, just trust God. You know, like again, I'm I'm speaking from dare I say like a privileged situation where I I like I had that encounter with God where I just don't feel the need anymore to question Him, but I was able to take that. 
just confidence in that faith and just go throughout every single area of ministry and just, you know, I mean, we're talking about like this jack of all trades or whatever. I'm really not a jack of all trades, but because I put myself out there, I can be. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's like, I don't know how to run this event. Like for the couple's uh, summers, I was part of a leading group of young adults as a young adult. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still in college. <laughs> but they're like, you know, That's just funny. get this weekly event going, you know, like just, you know, mm. what, what what do we want? And then just by putting myself in these meetings with these other team members, we got to yeah. brainstorm and, you know, and we're, I'm, dare I say, we did fail. But, we, you know, we got to learn a lot through that experience of like what works, what doesn't work. And I would not have been able to uh, take away from that all those experiences, those uh, things that worked, the things that didn't work. And again, take that into future ministries. You know, I couldn't Dang. do that if I didn't just put myself out there. Yeah. Because then I have a lot more writing on the line. That not that's not just yeah. a random internship. You know, like that's yeah. actual work in the future. But now I feel more confident going throughout that. Yeah, bro. Trusting God like kind of gets rid of all the excuses that yeah. you could come up with. The the complacency aspect of Christians like in ourselves. Yeah. Like, Oh, I can't do that because I, I can't speak well. I can't do that and all mm-hmm. this stuff. It's like, if David had that mindset, dude, he would not have gone out and Yo, fought Goliath. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If The fact that he trusted God enabled him to do something. And it's kind of what you're talking about is that that mindset from Isaiah 6. He says, like, here I am. Mm-hmm. Like, send me. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, just being that yes man and, and going and trusting in the Lord. And so those like listening. I remember my freshman year, somebody asked me a question. Actually, Dr. Shigley here. Mm-hmm. Um. He asked the question, when's the last time you stepped out in faith, trusting God to do something? And if he didn't show up, what you were doing would fail. Yeah. You would you would have no net to catch you. It would just utterly fail and you'd be crushed. And mm. I, I couldn't answer it. No. Because I never took a step out because I didn't trust God like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's this whole idea of you have to take that step of faith to trust him, right? Yeah. And as you do it, like you said, I, I have no reason to not trust him anymore. Exactly. My friends always tell me, they're like, dude, from the life I've had, and I can look back at his faithfulness, I I can't help but just trust him in everything I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't worry anymore about financial situations because look at what he has done in yeah. trusting God. That's yeah. such a good word. Yeah, and we're called to be obedient and love those around us. Yeah. If you do those two things, God's got the rest. Mm-hmm. We, we, we try to micromanage and control and try to do everything. Bro, I'm I'm a horrible human being. Like I am broken. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I'm I'm striving to imitate the Father, right? I'm striving to be that God, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fail. That's just the nature of human beings. But yet I have a God that doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what we rest. You know, yeah. assured in. That's so, so good, bro. Thanks for the word, dude. Dude, yeah. Oh, thanks for having Jack, me. Jack, thank you so much. <laughs> I think that was the first time like hearing your full like calling story yeah. for me. I don't think we talked about that before. Dang, I've known you for four years. And I feel like I know you in a whole different way in just like hey. 40 minutes. <laughs> now I respect you. Now I'm just playing, bro. <laughs> That'd be a problem. Yeah. Hot water. Hot water. No, but seriously, thank you so much. Thank you for yeah. joining. And thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you guys back on the podcast some other time. Adios. We'd also like to take a second to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Wesleyan University for using their facilities. We want to thank the Call Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Call Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Call Collective. Thanks for listening again and taking time in your day to have the chance to be formed by the conversations we have over coffee. See you guys next week.